That's so retrograde. I'm Elizabeth Cott, and I'm on my sixth matcha latte. So much matcha that I haven't even introduced myself yet, and you're already on to the next thing. <laughs> I'm just a speedy Gonzalez today. I'm Stephanie Simbari, and I'm on my first matcha latte, but I am on my second caffeinated beverage. I'm just kidding. I've had, like, four. <laughs> but it was just, it was more like... Woke up, made myself, had a meeting, ordered that, had another meeting, ordered that. You brought me one because of friendship, and now here we are. This is just Elizabeth's way of letting us all know that she's extremely busy. Yeah. (laughs) Hair flip. How is everybody? Are we feeling zen? Are we feeling grounded? What is going on? I mean, I'm. if you're asking me, I'm personally feeling fantastic. Yeah. I've got a new hairstyle. It's purple. It's a lavender, just a happy moment. Your aura's purple. Yeah, I'm just ascending right before your eyes, dude. What are you going to do? I'm just embracing it real hard. Thanks. I think first things first, we got to get into the epitome of wellness. Okay. Batch Nation, you guys. It happened. It's done. What am I going to do with my Mondays? And pump rules is over, too. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't care about that. But. Let's break this down psychologically and like in a wellness yeah, way because yeah. I think we really cracked the code in terms of why Ben let go of JoJo, which is cool because really it's all about being the bachelorette. Obviously, That's the real prize. She wins because she's gonna have so many dudes to choose from now. Yeah, and like Ben's just one fucking guy who happens to be pretty nice. But so one thing we caught Ben saying is how he didn't think that he deserved love. And he also, when he was crying after he let JoJo go, he said, I don't deserve JoJo. Right. So we think he had too low self-esteem to accept someone as dope as JoJo into his life. And he, no offense, but he went for like the vanilla plain girl. All of everyone at my house last night was screaming, have fun having missionary sex for the rest of your life. But really, that's... <laughs> That's what everyone was blatantly obvious. Very angry. And I just feel really bad for Ben. And I feel like if he wants to come on the show and like learn how to love himself, he should do that. We're here for you, Ben. Because, you know, you deserve someone like JoJo. We all deserve a JoJo. We all deserve a JoJo. And by the way, that ring was a total JoJo. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this is this is what we're here to do. We're here to help. Yeah. So Um, from the wellness point of view. Ben's got to do some work on himself before he's really ready to get married, I think. Yeah, everyone is also delusional. I just can't with the getting ready to get married when you've had the faux relationship. I know it's a bachelor tale since the beginning of time. But Tristan Ryan. Well, she was the female bachelorette. She knows how to pick them. Ah, genius. Yeah. JoJo's going to get someone so hot. I'm going to be so jealous. Can't wait. All right, let's move on from that. Let's move on. So what is going on on the show today, Stephanie? So today we have this very lovely Chiquita, Elisa. Elisa Gould-Simon is on the show. And she came at us with some flower essence. She previously worked as a journalist and entrepreneur, co-founder of the fashion app Pose, and now has made a little pivot into the wellness world, which we're seeing to be a major trend from fashion to wellness, and we'll get into that a little bit. It's but like Jerry Hirsch said. Yeah, exactly. Fashion is out, wellness is in. Fashion is more in fashion. Than, or wellness, wellness is, is more, more in fashion, fashion than, than fashion. fashion. We got it. We, we figured got it. it out. We, we got there. Yeah, same thing. So, Elisa, welcome to the show. Thank you. As you can tell, we have our shit together. Yeah, we're so excited to have you, and uh, we're going to be talking about flower essences today. Yes. And in particular, you recently dove into that world. Yeah, fell into it. Fell into it. head first. 
So talk to us about how, how that happened briefly. So it's been about a year mm-hmm. in this new world, in this new life. <laughs> no. I, um, I actually took a really crazy journey to Costa Rica last February. Um, so really just about a year ago, and I went with an organization that facilitates nature solos. So really kind of vision quest style. You go out and you camp, and you have a buddy system, so you're like safe if something goes wrong. Um, but you're essentially alone in the forest, in the rainforest. Um, and I was alone for six days, and um, it was an incredible experience. And the organization is amazing. They're really supportive to, to your whole journey. And um, one of the things that we did and that I learned to do there was to make flower essences. And we started, um, we made one under the full moon, which is the way I learned to make them, with passion flower from the rainforest. So we didn't mm-hmm. cut it, which was still attached to the vine. And we went through the process of making it, and that's actually the stock um, that I brought today to wow. show you guys. And that's actually what I use for the Flora Luna essence that I make called Purpose. We started with using that passion flower, and I just loved the process so much. So almost every full moon since, I've kind of just made a ritual of making the essence um, of a different flower. I started giving them to friends. It was really just for fun, and I loved the idea of like having this little gift that I could give um, that I was actually creating. And, and also working with plants in nature, which I, I love. And um, I started gifting them to friends, and friends, I guess you've had Angie um, on, who Angie reads tarot. Banneke, yep. And Angie was one of my biggest champions. She said, I want to give these to people after I read for them. I feel like it would be so supportive. So I started um, thinking about making a label and making it more official. Um, and then my friend, uh, Eviana, who's a contributing editor at Vogue, uh, was using them and loved them. And she was like, I want to write about them for Vogue. And I was like, okay, I guess, I guess we're doing <laughs> this. this. Thing. Yeah, like, the I guess, train's out of the station. Yeah, so, um, so I made a website and just, you know, I've you know, done some of this stuff yeah. before. <laughs> kind of know how uh, to do this. I've been, been around the block before. So, um, so just uh, kind of. What feels like overnight, although it's kind of been a slow, slow burn over the last year, was kind of bringing these to life. Tell us about the difference between flower essences and essential oils, because obviously I feel like everyone and their mom is a doTERRA rep nowadays for essential oils. <laughs> I mean, love, we love. They are having a moment. Yeah, they really are. Essential oils are having a moment. Um, what's up with essences, and where's, what's the difference? Great question, and a lot of people don't know the distinction, which is totally fair. I like to think of it as uh, essential oils are really for the physical body, and so, um, you know, the fragrance and the herbs that are in flowers that are used for them can be really healing for the physical body, while uh, flower essences are really helpful and supportive to the emotional body. Mm. So, um, you know, emotions, kind of, you know, patterns that we're carrying, especially mental patterns, uh, flower essences are really used to kind of shift those or break up those bad habits. Um, And so, and they're also ingested. So it's more of a tincture than it is actually an oil, although you can, you know, some people recommend putting them on your pillow or putting them on your skin and that's fine too, but the intention is really for you to ingest them. Um, So you take kind of four to six drops and really as much as needed. So typically working with one for a few days or a few weeks or a few months if need be. And you feel like you can tell? I definitely feel like I can tell. And to be honest, especially because I, you know, kind of feel like this this called me and I just followed the path. Um, It's been amazing to watch other people feel the effects. So Mm -hmm. I think that's where I've really just felt like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep offering this and, and helping people, you know, become aware of this as an option. Um, And if it helps them great. And if it doesn't fine, but, um, but it definitely seems to be helping enough people that it feels like it's worthwhile. I want to go back to the passion flower thing. Sure. So can you talk to us about like 
the magic of the passion flower? Yes. Well, it's also an incredible flower. Like, I would just recommend Google image searching. We'll put it in the blog. (laughs) It's like just astounding what nature creates um and we just get to like appreciate and smell and Mm. and ingest Mm -hmm. um thanks to it so uh passion flower is associated with um oh it's beautiful beautiful it's like it looks like a princess crazy town so beautiful totally yeah so passion flower is an incredible flower um the kind of simple explanation I like to give is that it's really about your purpose. So mm. it's like finding your path, not feeling held back by bad patterns or, um, you know, insecurities and really uh, following through with whatever you believe you're calling to to really be or whatever it is. Um, yeah. That's so cool. And I, so take us back to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And you learned about, because we're in Costa Rica, we've got the passion flower, it's on the vine. Yep. K-Potch is there. K-Potch is there. Love. <laughs> Love. <laughs> k is, you know K-Potch, of obviously. Well, I know Angie Vanagy, yeah, which means I know K-Potch. The K-Pot. YouTube <laughs> sensation that we we frequently shout out slash manifest destiny. He's going to be on the show one day, oh, for I sure. Bet. We need so, him. You learned if you're out there, we love you. <laughs> if you're listening, Kepacha, you learned this process under the full moon, you said. Can you talk about yes. that? And sure. So um, one distinction, and, and there are other uh, people that work this way as well, but um, typically uh, I think a lot of uh, companies and people are making flower essences under the sun. And so they'll leave a flower uh, that they're working with out in purified water under the sun for, say, three to six hours, and then um, go through the process of uh, adding the alcohol to preserve it and then distilling it to make mm. the actual essence that you take. So you, uh, when you're going through that process, I think there's two different ways to think about it. There's uh, a school of thought that the moonlight actually activates water, and so your water um, you know, has a higher vibration and is more active when it's underneath the moonlight, and so that's actually taking more of the essence. Um, and then I think additionally, I love thinking about it as the sun, you know, for so many traditions is the masculine and the moon is the feminine. And so making the essence under the full moonlight as well as the full sun cycle allows it to really take in both of those energies and be more balanced. Mm. Mm. Well, we, like we dosed ourselves with purity and clarity beforehand, which is... Pur- purpose and clarity. Oh. I was thinking of dosing with pure, strength as well. But you are pure. You <laughs> are pure. <laughs> Should I take um, strength as well? Why not? It's Friday. We, yeah, it's Friday. Let's, Let's get crunk that. on essence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you recommend to take four to six drops just throughout as the needed. Day, as needed. Mm-hmm. I want to go through some of the key ingredients that you're using and why those were chosen. So we have, uh, I'm seeing lemon flower. Yes. So lemon flower is for clarity. So I actually made this one right after the holiday season this year. I had a girlfriend who was telling me about how kind of foggy she was feeling. And I was feeling the same way that like weird holiday. Retrograde. It was very retrograde. Very retrograde. Um, We should just call it the retrograde. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, And so I made the lemon flower in light of that. But it's, it's also, um, beneficial if you're like studying or kind of like, you know, kind of attempting to really focus on something, um, and retain information. So if you're pulling that all-nighter or uh, or just feeling that or haze. Or hosting a podcast. I took a little clarity before, and exactly. I just had a little bit now, and I feel really clear. <laughs> and we love clarity. <laughs> what about grape, 
hyacinth? Hyacinth, exactly. So that um, really, I call it for relief, but it's really about stress relief. So stress relief in a physical form or emotional form, if you literally have an injury or if you're feeling super just like emotionally burned out, um, it can be really supportive. And it's also great for group work. Um, It's believed to kind of connect us to our collective conscious. Uh, so I love giving it with groups when I'm doing workshops um, or when I have a friend that's using it tomorrow at an event. So it's a great, great group work. Amazing. I know I skipped around, but I want to go back to these ingredients you're working with. Yeah. Uh, rose, which obviously is such a common one that Absolutely, see. absolutely. So you see it everywhere. And it's. Uh, I love the idea that like when you look at the flower, you can actually kind of imagine or get the feeling of what it actually can offer in terms of its properties. And so I, I call it strength, but uh, it's really about, I think, protection. Like I think of roses almost like when you need that cocoon. So if mm. you're like feeling really brokenhearted um, or just a bit insecure, like the, the thorns of the rose really kind of reflect that like sense of protection. Um, so I call that strength. That's beautiful. Angel's <laughs> trumpet. <laughs> Huh? Angel's trumpet. So when you see the angel's trumpet flower, it actually looks like a trumpet, hence Whoa. the name. And uh, it's believed to be uh, kind of a great uh, flower to work with in essence form for calling in your guides and your kind of like spirit guides when you need help. Ooh, there yeah. it is. Isn't it beautiful? Oh, I know that flower. Gorgeous. Yeah, cool. it's everything. It's everywhere. Um, and it's everything. And everything. <laughs> um, it's everything. It's a crazy flower, though, because it's actually um, – banned now I believe in the state of California at least in Los Angeles to buy because if you like research online these high schoolers were hearing that if you like oh if you like drink a ton of angel's trumpet tea you will hallucinate and so people were like going to the hospital because they were feeling crazy after drinking like gallons of this Yikes. crazy tea um so and it staying doesn't up make all night. you hallucinate it just makes you feel insane yeah apparently like all the worst parts of drugs and (laughs) none of the good parts exactly it's these days (laughs) so you can't um and that was actually that was because of angie angie's mom um wanted to get her some not knowing the hallucinatory (laughs) effects um but because of her name and so we were looking up where to get it and i was thinking about making an essence with it which is really common and um and we fell into this like deep backstory some roadblocks (laughs) When I was in high school, they told us you could smoke banana peels and hallucinate. So I feel like those rumors are always exactly. circulating somewhere. Exactly. What it didn't work, by the way. Have, and so other than ingesting, have you looked into, like, cooking with the flower essences or oh, yeah. using, like, cocktails? Like, I'm just trying like, to think oh, of yeah. all of the... There's so many ways to work with them. Um, and I love that. Typically, when I've done workshops and taught people how to make essences, I'll always... Um, I mean, recently, I did a lovely little class for Jenny Kane's blog, Rip and Tan. And we did um, an afternoon working with the hibiscus uh, flower, which is uh, associated with passion and sexuality. So it's all about um, your kind of second chakra opening up um and uh and so I made uh, hibiscus tea with the hibiscus flowers which is delicious and uh I also made I've been making chocolates um Mm. and so I made hibiscus chocolate as well so a lot of these flowers you can work with in different formats um depends on the flower of course but um and passion flower for example like I love taking passion flower uh as an herb and so like Gaia herbs which are fantastic um it's just really good also for like calming the mind and anxiety so especially like before bed if you have that like you know kind of hamster wheel brain that just won't shut down um that herb is really incredible for kind of quieting that 
I've known nothing about any of this until this conversation. Yeah, me either. I'm like very into it. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty obsessed. I definitely am not a certified herbalist, but I have a number of friends who are incredible um, who are, and I just, like, there's, it's just infinite. I mean, when you really start to study, and, and I think there's so much, yeah, there's so much amazing information and wonderful people out there who really know how to work with plants in a unique way. So for someone who is just stepping their toes into the essence world, mm-hmm. what would you recommend as a starter? I would say definitely just follow what you feel called to. So whether that's literally like looking at the flowers, I'm a big believer in like if you open yourself up, you will like kind of have a sense of what flowers you're meant to be working with or they'll kind of find you, but just see what you notice, research it, like get to know the plant and what it's meant to do. Um, or I think just see what I always go with gut instinct you know try it work with it if you don't like it if it doesn't do anything for you no worries but um I really believe in just kind of following what calls you first Mm. I'm really enjoying the clarity yeah I'm gonna say it great it's really good do you set an intention with these when either making them and or using them I do have a little practice of like saying a little prayer um over the flower while it's in the water um and uh, it's really how I learned um, to ask for support. Um, but the idea of just allowing the flower to kind of share all of its beingness and all of its essence and just asking it to, like, basically asking its permission also. I would say there's, like, there's an element of, like, acknowledging that it's an exchange, that, like, we're not just taking that there's a there's an exchange there. Um, and I believe it's a Hopi tradition, but I learned this from my amazing friend Erica Waldman, who leads Plant ID Walks and is... Um, an herbalist and um, incredible cognitive psychologist also. Um, but I believe there's a Hopi tradition where you always leave a piece of your, like a strand of your hair with the plant if you actually take from it. Um, but I've also heard that you can like sing to the plant, but I think there's a really nice practice that I try to adhere to whenever I'm working with a plant or like, you know, collecting herbs that there's an acknowledgement that there's an exchange happening. So like when you take it, mm-hmm. you... I'll like hum a little tune, or sometimes I'll like pull a strand of hair and say thank you, I'll entertain and like, you. Yeah, <laughs> just a little. Well, I think in the Hopi tradition, the idea is that like we're actually maybe aside from birds, um, but we're like one of the only creatures that really like sing, mm. and so it's a gift that so we can give them is that really powerful to be able to share. Oh, that's so beautiful, isn't it? I really am so inspired by what you're doing and and moving in from the fashion space where you and I became friends um, and now exploring this new world of wellness. And as we mentioned when we had Jerry Hirsch on, founder of Leaf TV, she had said how uh, wellness is more in fashion than fashion. What do you think is the catalyst for so much interest from those of us who worked in the fashion industry and started out there to pivoting into the wellness, mindfulness space. Um, so I've been thinking about this a lot, but especially because you and I have talked about it a little bit. And I have, um, for example, my friend Eviana, who uh, wrote about uh, Flora Luna and um, some other essences for Vogue, I think there is a conversation happening right now. And people, those of us from fashion who are finding ourselves in wellness and healing are kind of, I think, all really intrigued by that question and consideration. And the thing that I keep coming back to is that uh, fashion for me is, and I think for a lot of us, is about transformation um, and the possibility of transformation and play and, like, mm-hmm. creativity. Um, and it's this very, like, external expression. Um 
And I think after so many years in it, it's seemingly natural to want to go inward and and be interested in internal transformation and internal exploration and creativity. Um, and to me, this I think all the wellness is really about that. It's like kind of you know making sure that what's inside of us is feeling. Um, like it, it, it's expressing our true self, like it's, you know, where we want to be and who we want to be and the same way that like when you wake up in the morning, you're like, mm, I feel like putting on a pair of sneakers and sweatshirt because yeah. it's cozy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the idea of the focusing on the external and I think wanting the internal to pair up with that. Also, I think with my experience, so much was focused on exterior appearances and um I always loved when it was from Project Runway first season when they had that song. They're like, lighten up, it's just fashion. Totally. <laughs> Anybody else remember that? Anyway, that was always my mantra. And it was kind of a weird dichotomy to have so much of my inner self invested in something that to me was so lighthearted. And I feel like as I grew and matured, I f- was really craving something with more substance and, and growth, as we all do. Uh so I, yeah. I don't know if that analogy makes sense. I totally, no, I totally agree. And I think there is, I love that you talked about like not taking it so seriously because I feel like in a way, I mean, I just noticed that I, 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 people can tend to do that with the health and with the healing too. And I feel like it should all be fun. You know, we just need to have fun with it um, and not take any of it too seriously. The same way that I think the fashion industry really at a certain <laughs> point, you're kind of like, okay, guys, it's not so serious. Exactly. Like, but like, I don't think it's one or the other, you know, like it's, I think that they both inform each other. So mm-hmm. there's a ceiling on how much, how good you can feel when you're only focusing on the outside. And uh, in the same regard, there's a feeling of how good you can be in the world, I think, if you're only focusing on the inside. So it's kind of like when you're the outside, you're like, okay, I look good, but like I feel horrible. And then you're like in the inside, I feel good, but maybe I should, you know, wax my eyebrows or whatever. <laughs> it's like there's... And you have great eyebrows. Thank you. you. really do. I haven't gotten them done in a while. But, <laughs> but it is like a tandem experience, and I don't think that it's... It's one or the other. It's a totality thing. So I think it's cool that all these fashion people are coming into wellness and, like, making thing. it integral. I agree. Beautifully said, Steph. Uh, what wellness trends are you on top of right now? Um, or underneath. You know, just whatever. <laughs> just gonna, yeah, I can't, can't help. Whatever makes you but feel best. This <laughs> okay, so in terms of things I'm practicing myself, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have really been enjoying dry brushing. Um, I also try to be pretty religious about just no toxins in all my products. I just started taking um, immortal herbs and I have, I struggled with insomnia my entire life. I always had that over anxious like mind at bed Mm. ever since I was a kid. And in my 20s, I like took prescription drugs because I just thought that's, I was naive and I was like, oh, they're not addictive. Um, (laughs) And living in New York and just doing bad things to my body and um we don't know about that yeah no no no, idea no one should do that um (laughs) and then I think that helped inform this wake-up call but I've tried a lot of homeopathic um kind of sleep herbs and I love Gaia herbs for valerian and passionflower because those have really helped me um but I also just started taking immortal herbs which actually know one of the um founders which is how I found it and I really love their sleep 
uh, sleep herbs. They're oh, all cool. like Chinese herbs, and their sourcing is really good. It's incredible quality. Um, so I have to have to plug them because I'm taking them, and I really enjoy them. That's have awesome. you ever taken magnesium? I have taken magnesium. I actually just started taking magnesium. Yeah, it helps me. I take a magnesium uh, valerian combo. Love that. Yeah, yeah. I highly recommend. Down with that. Yeah. Um, and then. I mean, I try to do, like, I would love to do hot water and lemon every morning. I've heard from, like, Ayurvedic people that it jumpstarts your kind of digestive fire and mm-hmm. gets you going. I wouldn't say I do that super regularly. I mean, just as far as, like, overall practices and stuff, I love just trying new things. So uh, Jessa turned me on to a woman in New York named Morgan who does hypnosis. And Ooh. so I just did some sessions with her. It was super interesting. So kind of like a deep meditative practice where you basically get to like speak to and try to shift habits within the subconscious. Mm. And then, yeah, I think for me it's it's about a lot of like plant work, like working with plants. And my friend Erica, who I mentioned earlier, um, taught a workshop on making medicinal chocolates because she forages all these wild um, herbs and uh, plants, um, lived in the wild for six months, foraging all her food. Um, so just a really incredible badass. And so I learned making chocolates from her and now I've just been doing it regularly and loving it. And it's such a neat way to just kind of get deeper on all of these plants and the ways that they can kind of benefit our bodies. We love medicinal chocolate. Mm-hmm. Right, Steph? Right, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. I'm winking. Um, but to clarify, the medicinal chocolates is using the same types of plants you're using with the essences are along those same family of plants. Exactly. Not the cannabis Rosemary, time. sage, although peppercorns, things that you can find and kind of forage in the wild. Although we're not opposed to the cannabis either <laughs> it also is a plant slash flower yeah well absolutely so this has been so lots fantastic. of healing properties i know looking forward to your cannabis essence <laughs> <laughs> same uh elisa Coming you are 420 you are an, a magic magic person and it's so beautiful <laughs> to watch you moving into this new business and this new exploration and thank you for educating us today. And My I, as you said, you're like a lot of people don't understand the difference between essences and essential oils, but now our listeners know. So Absolutely. that's you what's guys are important. Way ahead of the game. Exactly. So thank you so much. And where can we find you on the internet? On Instagram, yeah. I'm Alisa GS. And I also have one for Flora Luna. So it's Flora Luna underscore. The essences are at shopfloraluna.com. I'm actually probably the only Alisa Gould hyphen Simon. So <laughs> any anytime you see a digital persona with that, with that name, it's probably me. You can friend me. Get to know me. Beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. This is thank so cool. Thank you so much. Yes, that's a retrograde. I am high on essences. Same. Dude. High AF. That clarity, though. So now let's take a moment to go into our inbox. Ooh, that sounds... It goes down in the inbox. Yeah. (laughs) I'm loving this one because it's from a male listener. Hi. We knew you guys were out there. (laughs) Uh, Michael writes, uh, I love your health and wellness podcast. I'm especially drawn to when surrounding products, food and drink, beauty and mindfulness. Then he goes on to say, I'm hoping you will consider covering for your retrograde lovers are some are ways someone on a budget can afford to live their best life. We totally understand, Michael. A lot of what we talk about are not the cheapest things in the world. But I feel like that can be a dangerous kind of trap to fall into, to have that 
as a roadblock, you know, like I really get so sad when people say like they can't do healthy things because it's too expensive to do that. And so I think we'll talk about a place that we can go, we can send you to. Um, but I think that just in terms of what you can do is start simple, you know, do the hot water with lemon, do 10 minutes of stretching or meditation, take a multivitamin and then, then go deeper into the supplement game and t- t- try one thing that speaks to you. Maybe order a green powder and see how that makes you feel. And like, it's not good to overwhelm your system with 50 things at once anyways. So I, my advice would be take it slow and just go with what calls to you. And if, if you can't afford all the things, that's fine because your body isn't going to be able to process all the things at one time anyways. Totally. And so much of, of this show obviously has to do with the fact that at our core, Stephanie and I just love exploring this kind of stuff, but yeah. we totally understand the budget constraints that one has. Hi, we're with you. Which is why we shop at Thrive Market. Yeah, we love a website called thrivemarket.com and we reached out to them uh, because we love them so much and they were really cool enough to partner with us and uh, we're going to provide a link on the website and you can go to thrivemarket.com slash that's so retrograde and we're offering you guys a 30 day free trial and 20% off your first purchase. The best way I would describe what Thrive Market is, it's like a Costco online for wellness stuff. They have so much amazing stuff that you can find in health food stores. And especially if you're someone who lives in a town that doesn't have a really good selection of stuff in your health food store, I think it's a great, great yeah, resource. Yeah, and their prices are better than Amazon, which I like. And even though Amazon is always kind of like quesh in terms of like the environment thing, yeah, we're people. We order online. So... Yeah. <laughs> So I think uh, check out Thrive Market, you guys. And so what we'll do is we're going to link to that and also maybe we'll provide like a starter kit of things we recommend putting in your first Thrive order. Yeah, I've had some fun uh, moments exploring on there and trying some stuff Maybe we'll even make a video. Ooh. Mm, Interactive retrograde experience. Hey, hey. (laughs) So uh, thank you, Michael, for that question. And I just want to... uh, cover one other thing in your email you said as you're both women I understand there is a lot of female topics covered that makes sense your audience base is probably women and gay men hey um I would love to hear a podcast about hookup culture and kind of reconciling settling down with one person after having so many options feel like this is so popular among me and my friends in Seattle and I am sure the same goes for you guys in LA yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get there. We're gonna have that conversation. We're gonna have that conversation because it's it's a conversation we're having. We'll tell you that much. Exactly. So thank you, Michael. Again, we love uh, that you took the time to write us, and thank you to everyone else who's written us such lovely emails. And also a reminder for next month, we're gonna have Ambie Sitham back on. We're gonna do an Ask Ambie astrology episode and we've gotten so many great questions so far keep sending them we're gonna make time for as many as we can in the episode um so it's roses and thorns yeah yeah roses and thorns my roses that i did karaoke this weekend and it was a joy what song did you do hello which one it's me I've been uh, uh, oh Schmidel, <laughs> love her. You know, I and think she's so she's really gonna take off. I'm really you heard it here first, guys. She might be somebody. Actually, I sound like a million songs, but that was my real hit that made everyone turn around and listen. My karaoke song du jour is "Fancy" by Reba McIntyre. Okay, it. I love a good story song. <laughs> you know that about me. 
Another rose of mine would be hydration. You guys, ever since I got food poisoning, I've been drinking like a fuck ton of water. And I cannot push that on you enough. Like you're supposed to drink half your body weight in ounces minimum every single day and then some. So if you weigh 120 pounds, you're supposed to be drinking 60 fluid ounces of water minimum, which is two of these giant things. Right. She's holding a bottle of water, you guys. Yeah. And then one more. And like honestly, my skin feels better. My body feels better. Your skin I feel looks like great. Thank you. I feel like my the bloat in like my belly area has like gone down because of the amount yeah. of water that I'm drinking. Mike, to to what Michael had asked before, I will say that the investment in water consumption for me, although it adds up, that staying hydrated is the most important thing. I mean, get a filter or even, you know, I have at my house the Sparklets um subscription service and it's like for one of those giant fucking things it's like six dollars a month like yeah. it's so crazy and i can i usually go to um those little machines that they have like posted up at Erewhon and all around la and just mm-hmm. fill up my water bottle and it's 79 cents a liter does it's that make sense so important does that sound right is that the right math i yeah. don't know uh totally so water hydration yeah. you heard it here first you guys yeah we are dropping no, some but, knowledge bombs no but seriously like I remember a few years ago I was in yoga and I kept being like my lower back hurts my lower back hurts and, my t- and I thought that I was just doing something wrong and my teacher was like how much water are you drinking and I was like I don't know maybe like probably one of those like small Poland spring bottles a day or just not that much and she was like your body's fine you're just like wickedly dehydrated. Here, this brings me to a thorn. Here's what I'm trying to do in my life. I'm trying to ghost out plastic water bottles from my life. Same. I'm done with that. Well, we're here at the studio and we love love our production company, but they really get down on the Nestle Pure Life uh, plastic water bottles because they're, you know, producing shows and they're on set and people need water bottles. So it's always so funny when, when I notice pictures of us recording and there's like, Water bottles aplenty, like all it feels like. What is this? A fucking late nineties? Like get out of here. Brand for us, yeah. But I, I, um, you know, you have a glass jar there. I'm really into the uh, idea of by you know I'm just gonna say it by summer 2016 I'm gonna be off the plastic bottles. You guys said it, so it's real. I'm already there. So what? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Thorn is my plastic water bottle consumption, and I'm gonna try to phase it out of my life. I'm, I'll support you. Thank you. Uh, what else is what else your rose? Oh, my with? rose is so yummy and amazing. I had the coolest opportunity on Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys remember. About a year ago, we had Emily Greener, the founder of I Am That Girl, an amazing organization that aims at changing the messages in media geared towards young women Mm. and uh, it's an organization I've been active with for a number of years and it's so inspiring to me and we were invited to do a ropes course in Culver City with a company called Fulcrum Mm. that uh, specializes in these challenge training scenarios where uh, they'll bring in Everything from people who've suffered from abuse to uh, addiction survivors to just groups doing team building types exercises. You know, I talked about last week about the universe always giving you what you want or mm-hmm. what you need, whether you realize it or not. So I just showed up to this ropes course scenario. It's it was pretty legit. We're like being belayed up, ton like these massive wooden ropes course being like dangled so high in the air project adventure style exactly we're doing like um 
like tightrope walking essentially with with the partner. It was all about being supported and supporting one another and facing a challenge and, and dealing with what may come up. And it was just blew my mind how incredible this was. And there was 12 of us and everybody had a different experience, just like everybody has a different experience in their day. And it was such a mirror for everyone in terms of what we were all personally going through. And it was such a gift. And so I just want to thank the people at Fulcrum. They were so amazing. And I would love to maybe go there again. Yeah. Let's go. I'm down. With a That's So Retrograde field trip. Um, if you're in L.A., check them out. Um, but, you know, who doesn't love a uh, a designated challenge for your Sunday afternoon to really, like, get get the cries out? Speaking of that, um, did you see that Misha Barton's going to be on Dancing with the Stars? Sure did. So I feel like that's a real team-building experience. <laughs> and and my girl Jody Sweeten. <laughs> the boobs are back, you guys. Jody Sweeten's the original JoJo. Totally. <laughs> totally. Like JoJo, like the singer? No, like JoJo from The Bachelor. Oh, JoJo from The Bachelor. Hi. And also JoJo the singer. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So my, my rose was like all the feels that I had from that Aww. experience. It was just so crazy beautiful. That's really sweet. Yeah. And a thorn would be that we saw, we were at Erewhon, our favorite uh, health food store today. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's getting like swarmed with paparazzi. Like it was out of control. It was disgusting. And then Elizabeth goes, oh my God, Ringo Starr is inside. (laughs) And so they're taking all these pictures of Ringo Starr and he kind of walks out and then there's like more of them show up. Also though, I knew that there was not that many paparazzi for for Ringo. Ringo. 100%. I know. But I love Shining Time Station. Shout out to PBS. And then we come to find out that Kendall Jenner was inside. And it was... It broke my heart. Very hectic and very sad. And they were like... The Air One workers were like shielding her with paper bags and then like pushing the paparazzi off the sidewalk and yelling at them. It was like a swarm of bees. And then they had to escort her out the back and then all the paparazzi started yelling An and like ran around audible the moan of the fact that she was not leaving out the entrance that... They were waiting for I her just, at. I just don't understand what's so interesting about watching someone purchase groceries. Like, why do you need to fucking follow her there? She t- she goes on so many red carpets. She does so much shit where she's getting her picture taken. Why is that necessary? And I'm sorry. The fact that these grown men, that it's okay for them to follow her around with a camera. It's so scary. It is. And and we can get in the conversation of whether they signed up for this or not. I don't think anybody signs up for being First harassed. All, they were children when that show started. They had no choice. It it just was. It made my stomach. I know, curl. and I they said something to some to one of them. I was like, I asked him a question, then he ignored me, and I'm like, oh, so you can like get in people's faces and push them around, but then when a regular person just asks you a question, you don't want to like re- respond. Like, what's wrong with you? And then he just goes, shut up. And I was like, dude. Shoot, it was it was really gross. Hated it. Yeah, so sorry, Kenny. So so Steph, I have another rose that that's I'm so exciting. Really excited about. Yeah. So we're gonna do our first ever giveaway. What? Slow claps. Slow Steph claps. Round of claps. Totally. So that's so retrograde. Is uh, working together with I Smell Great. Okay. I, what's I Smell Great? You ask. What is it, it's Elizabeth? A fantastic. Scent line that is co-founded by my buddy Sophia Bush mm-hmm. that gives one dollar of every purchase of anything that people buy from the brand to the Girl Project, which is 
Glamour magazine's organization that is working to ensure that 50 million girls around the world have secondary school education and access. Damn. So they basically target different organizations and help them meet whatever needs that they have. That's incredible. It's amazing. So we thought that in correlation with Women's History Month, we would do we would ask our listeners to post a photo of a woman that is great in their life. Great. Tag that's so retrograde, tag I smell great and hashtag that's so retrograde. <laughs> and to be entered to win a prize pack of my favorite stuff from the line which is this wellness water that they have and a amazing lip gloss that's the best. <laughs> it's great, shall we say? Uh-huh. And uh, we, there's three chances to win. We're giving away three different prizes. So, guys, get involved. So, if six of you enter, half of you could win. And Think about it. Maybe you could, like, even become friends and share the things that you guys win. Exactly. You know? So, so. it's going to have one thing from every cent, and it's awesome. And we're really excited about that. My personal favorite is Beach Babe. Okay. It smells like Bobby Brown Beach. I love that. Yummy. Um, so, yeah, this is our first time we're doing a giveaway, and our, we're hoping to do a bunch. So if you guys get involved, we'll get involved too. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, wow, what a show. This was We covered a lot of ground here today. We oh, sure did. we should tell you guys that next week we are taking the week off because... We need a break, no, because I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to be in New York City doing stand-up. If you guys are there and you want to come out, follow my personal Twitter and you'll see where I'm going to be at. Stock Steph. Find it out. Um, And we can't wait to be back. We'll miss you. We hope that your essences have been elevated today. (laughs) I don't know what that means. But thank you for listening. Again, you can find us at thatsoretrograde.com. Don't forget to send your questions to Ambi. That's so retrograde at gmail.com. Follow us at so retrograde. I am Elizabeth Cott. I am Stephanie Sambari. Namaste Namaste listening. (laughs) Yes, that's so retrograde.